Miracy. The first thing that I ask people to do is to write out exactly how they want their business, their coaching practice to look like without any limitations, no money limitations, no time limitations, no family limitations, no limitations at all. In a perfect world, how do you want your practice to look? Today, we're diving headfirst into a topic that might not sound super glamorous, the business plan. Now, I know what you're thinking, Melinda, why should I care about a business plan? Can't I just start coaching and see what happens? Well, my friends, I'm here to tell you that a business plan is like the superhero cape you never knew you needed. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you're listening to Just Between Coaches. I run a business called The Coaches Console, and we're proud to have helped tens of thousands of coaches create profitable and thriving businesses. This is a podcast where we answer burning questions that newer coaches would love to ask a more experienced coach. Here's the thing. A business plan is your roadmap to success, your strategic blueprint that sets you up for growth, for profitability, and overall business awesomeness. It's not just some boring document filled with fancy jargon. Uh Uh-uh. It's your secret weapon that helps you clarify your vision, set achievable goals, and navigate the twists and the turns of the entrepreneurial journey. Today, I've invited Susie Raines, an entrepreneur coach and the founder of Business Simplified. She left a medical career to start an online business through learning the hard way how to write a solid business plan, and now she coaches clients how to do it. She is also the host of Starting a Business Simplified podcast. Welcome, Susie. Thanks, Melinda, for having me. You could not have said that better. Oh, well, thanks. I'm super excited about this topic, and I'm really excited to have you on the show. But before we dive in, would you mind just sharing a little bit of your background with our listeners? Yeah, definitely. So one of the reasons that I started Business Simplified was my own journey, my own story. I came from a medic in the Army, did that for five years, and then transitioned out into veterinary medicine. So I have a strong medical background. And as I was thinking about doing something different, I got my health and life coaching certification and I wanted to be a health coach. So I dove headfirst into it. My background, though, is business. I have a business degree. I did corporate business before the Army. And even though I had the experience of business and I had written business plans, I didn't write a business plan for my first coaching practice. And I struggled and it was challenging. And so I ended up going back to work. I was like, you know what? I can't be an entrepreneur. It's not working. So I went back to work. And the whole time I was thinking, I don't want to work for somebody else. I'm an entrepreneur. I want to do my own thing. And I kept going back to what went wrong. What caused me to not keep moving forward when I was doing my coaching practice? Part of it was I didn't want to do health coaching. So that was kind of iffy. But the other part was I didn't have a plan. And even with my business background and having a business degree and knowledge, writing business plans, knowing that that was something that every business does, I didn't do it and it was challenging. So an idea popped into my head and I thought, hmm, this is the missing link. It's too complicated to write a full-blown traditional business plan for an entrepreneur who wants to just start on their own, be self-funded. They're not looking for investing. They're not looking for a business loan. They just need a map. And that's how I ended up writing the guide. I wrote Starting a Business Simplified Guide was the first thing I did. 
And it just sparked a fire in me and a passion. I love business and I love everything about it. And I thought, that's what I'm going to coach. I'm going to coach on the business plan and simplify it because we don't need the heavy stuff that goes into a traditional business plan. I love it. I mean, I don't love that you had such a struggle on your journey, but I do love where you've ended up because like you, I geek out on this part of business, the behind the scenes, the business planning, and we're going to have fun. We're actually going to make this a two-part episode. So for our listeners listening in, we're going to go deep into this topic. It's going to be two parts. We're going to transform the way coaches can approach business planning. And I love this. I actually wrote about this in my book as well, The, the Confident Coach. This first episode is going to be all about the masculine approach to business. And then in the second part, we're going to talk about the feminine approach to business planning, and we're going to bring all that together. So there was too much to try to get into one episode. So stick with this for both parts. But in this part, you know, I want to go back to what you said when you were telling about your story. So often with the new coaches that we work with, their business plan is hope. They're like, well, I hope something works. Let me try this. Somebody told me to do this. And I, gosh, I hope it works. Hope is not a business strategy. That is the most stressful way to pursue your dreams. And I also want to just tease out something you said, because I think it's important for the new coaches. You tried coaching, didn't work. So you went back to work. Like how much time frame? Give us an idea about how long did you try it for? And then how long did you go back to work for before you came back at it again? Yeah. So I did my own coaching practice for almost a year. So I didn't quite make it a year. And I was like, you know what? I can do my business and work at the same time. So I ended up working as a health coach for a corporation and went to that and thought I could do both. I kind of straddle it and do one on the side. But my heart wasn't in health coaching and I hadn't quite figured that out. I loved the medical side and I loved the coaching side. And so I thought, well, I'll do the two together that wasn't my passion. And I figured that out when I went back to work and was doing health coaching full-time for somebody else. And I did that for almost three years. And in that time, the last nine months of me working full-time, I started to develop the idea of the business plan, simplifying the business plan, because I wanted a way to leave my current job. I was like, I'm an entrepreneur. I need to figure this out. I need to figure out what my passion is and that's the first thing that I work with clients on is let's figure out what you love. That's the core of your business plan. And I love what you said when you were telling us your story. You know, for a lot of small business owners, when they start a business plan, like if you go to your local chamber of commerce, for those of us that are in the United States or those organizations, a business plan, there's some typical things that are included, especially if you're going to get funding or go for a business loan from a bank or some financial institution. And you know, as entrepreneurs, maybe we don't need all that. As solopreneurs, just our thing, we're doing our thing. It's us doing that thing. And that core piece of the business plan is what's our passion. And sometimes that is based on our past and our history and what we've always done. And sometimes it's the unexpected. That happened for me as well. My experience had been interior design. I was working with corporations and helping their teams be their best and helping companies accomplish their goals through the space and the systems and processes and then teamwork that we created. But when I started working with small businesses, you know, I wasn't doing their space anymore. It was all about their strategies, processes, and systems. Now it's my main thing. And so when we can find that place where our passions, what we love, what we're really good at, what seems normal to us but doesn't seem normal to anybody else, 
when we can find that spot with the urgent needs that other people are struggling with, like that's the core of our business plan. I love talking about taking what we already know and applying that. That's something that I work with clients on as well. And for me personally, I love what health coaches do. I just don't want to do it. But how can I help move that forward? And I love business. So I married the two, figuring out, let me help those that are in the medical profession who want to start their own business, their coaching, consulting, nutrition, whatever it is that they want to do. Let me help them move forward and build that community. And then I'm doing what I love. And that's still happening in the world. We're still getting those people out there to help people with their health and taking care of themselves in a different way. Now, as we dive into this first part of this conversation, the masculine side of business planning and business, what does that actually mean? So when I talk about the masculine side of business, that's like the strategy, the structure, the systems, the framework. In my book, I share the analogy of a river, right? The shoreline is the masculine part. Like the river has to have the edges, the structure, so that it knows how to flow. And then the flow of the river is the feminine side. What would you add to help our listeners understand these two distinctions that we're going to be getting into in these two different episodes? I love your river analogy. That's beautiful. When I think of business planning in the masculine, I think of the actual creating and doing the work, the building. And so my analogy is building a home. So you need blueprints, you need plans, you need to know where you want the house to go. It's all of the decisions that you have to make. And they have to be solid. When you start, everything changes, but you have to start somewhere. And so it's creating that blueprint. And I like to think of myself as like the general contractor. So what size do you want it to be? Where is it going to be? What color do you want it to be? How many rooms are in it? What do you want it to look and feel like at the end? And then the feminine side would be once someone moves in and they fill it with their family, their memories, the intangible things that you can't see, but they're the, the heart of the home. An empty home with nothing in it is not as powerful as a home that's being lived in. I know that you think business planning isn't just strategy and framework. And so just say a little bit more about what you mean by that. Yeah. So business planning is really a vision and it's taking your vision to the next level. The first thing that I ask people to do is to write out exactly how they want their coaching practice to look like without any limitations, no money limitations, no time limitations, no family limit, no limitations at all. In a perfect world, how do you want your practice to look? What do you want to be doing? How big is it? What is the feel and the culture? Like, what are the things that you want to be doing every day? And then from there, it's building the steps to get them there. So how do you go from, if you want, I just want to be a solopreneur, just me and my practice doing one-on-one -on -one clients and I only want to work three days a week. Then, okay, you're probably going to end up having to do X, Y, and Z to get to that goal. If you want to hire a staff, and you want to be a practice that has multiple coaches, then you're going to have to do X, Y, and Z to get to that. So it's really taking a vision and creating the steps that you need in order to reach that vision. Now, when you just talked about the team, I remember you took me back to when I started my business. I had zero idea that I wanted a team. I actually didn't really want to be an entrepreneur doing my own thing. I just knew after I got fired, I didn't want somebody to be in charge of my future like that ever again. And so when it comes to visualizing how we want the business to look, 
do we have to know all those answers up front? Like, can that come later? For me, I grew into that vision and my vision evolved. Yeah, great. I love that you bring that up. A business plan is not a one and done. When you're starting out, you're going to start with an idea. So you're just going to take whatever that idea is and go with that. But you're going to revisit it. So you started out with something that you weren't sure that that's what it wanted to be. But as you grew and changed, then your business plan grows and changes with you. So you want to be revisiting it. When I start with people, we start with where they're at and we're going to work with what they have at that moment. And then as their business grows and changes, then they'll make changes to their business plan. I know when I work with a lot of the new coaches, one of the things that I see is that will stop them or get them stuck is what I call the employee mindset. Most, I don't know an exact percentage, but a large percentage of coaches when they start their business, they've had a job before. Most of us have had a job. We love the job, stopped the job, hated the job, quit the job, got fired, like whatever the variation is. But we come from that employee mindset that says, I'm good at a thing. I do the thing. I get paid for the thing. That's it. And so I love that you talked about in the business planning. It's about decisions because most of us are just like, I just want to coach. I love coaching. This is so awesome. It transformed my life. Now I want to help others transform theirs. And that's their plan. That's the end of their plan is just that question, that enthusiasm and that your enthusiasm is not a business plan. And what are some of the other mistakes besides, you know, just keeping that employee mindset that just says, I'm good at coaching. I want to coach. I want to get paid to be a coach, but I'm going to be a business owner because I'm going to do my own thing. And now I'm an entrepreneur that has my own business. What are some of the other mistakes and challenges that coaches have when it comes to creating a business plan? One of the biggest things that I see is doing things that are unnecessary. When you sit down and you write out a plan, you actually can map out what you absolutely need and the cost. So a lot of people will get a fancy website and pay for all this marketing or pay for a bunch of things that they don't need. When really, if all you want to do is coach, you can do a simplified version of a business plan to get you to that end result of coaching. Who do you need to talk to? How much do you need to charge? How are you going to reach them and deliver your coaching? And that's it. And I think the biggest mistake is shiny objects and having overwhelm. When they think about starting a business, there's so many components that go into it. And you do need to think about some of those things and have a business mindset. But really, the ultimate goal is to get clients, keep clients and do what you love. And so simplifying that and having a roadmap to do those things and to bring you back in. So for example, I have a podcast and I love it. But if all I did was podcast and didn't do any of the other business tools and things that I needed to do, I'm not going to have a full-blown business. You have to have all the components working and be consistent with them. And that's what I did with my business as I started it. And I followed my plan. And whenever I would get distracted or pulled away, I'd go back to my plan. Does it go into my plan? Does it fit into my plan? Is it following my strategy? And if it wasn't, I could say no. And I could just disregard it. Now, you've talked about your simplified business plan. Could you share with us some of the key elements of that? Yeah. So simplified is really, I took all the components of a traditional business plan and I kept what was important and needed and I disregarded the rest. So what's included is your business concept. So that's your vision, your idea, 
your marketing at a high level. All of these are at a high level. It's not going diving deep and detailed, but it's getting a general idea. So we have business concept, marketing, operations. How is your business functioning? How do you do all your processes? And then management teams. So again, like what we talked about earlier, right now it may just be you and that's okay. And you're doing your thing. But what would you like in the future? And it gives you a chance to kind of think through, yes, I want to grow. Yes, I want a team or I want to hire contractors. You can kind of just brainstorm. And if you don't know, that's okay. And then the last piece, the last but ties everything together is the financial piece and coming up with your financial plan, exactly what expenses you need startup versus actually maintaining and running your practice. And then budgeting and forecasting is a really big thing for me. So I interweave that in different parts of the plan so that once you have your pricing and you know what your offer is, then we go through and figure out how much do you need to sell in order to reach your goals. And that helps with transitioning from coming from working, which you mentioned earlier, people that are in a job and they want to leave, having that forecasting and that budgeting and all of that stuff, the financial piece helps people to have a peace of mind and know yes, I can leave my job and be profitable and do my coaching practice and be comfortable doing it. One of the things you talked about management team, again, you took me back to in my early days of my coaching business because it was just me. It was only me. And I called on a handful of my colleagues that we were all in a networking group together and had been in a networking group together for a bit. I really trusted them as visionaries, as business owners, I respected them. Some of them were also new in business. Some had been in business a while. And I built on the concept of the board of directors. Now, it wasn't an official board of directors, but it was something. And every quarter, we would come together over lunch. I would buy them lunch and I would just say, here's my business plan. Here's what I'm thinking. And I would have them shoot holes in it or share ideas, or they would tell about their experience and I could leverage their experience and wisdom. And I would just have, that was my management team because in my coaching business, I never had a management team. And it was a while before we grew Coaches Consult to have more than just Kate and myself. Calling on our colleagues, I think is something that we can leverage when it's just ourselves. So we don't feel so alone on the journey. That whole alone thing, it's the enemy of our success if we're not careful. Now, speaking of an enemy of success, overwhelm is the word I hear all the time, right? And so mapping out a business foundation, it can be overwhelming when we first get started. How can coaches break down this process into manageable steps? So that is the beautiful thing of a business plan. And this is why I created my guide is it is a simplified step by step. So it walks through everything that you need to know and do with starting a business. So starting with your vision and everything builds on itself. And I tell people, you can do this with a notebook and a pen. What is your idea? How much are you going to charge for it? Who are you going to sell it to? How are you going to deliver that coaching, whatever that might be? And how are they going to pay you? And that's it. And then you can fill in those outline items with the details that go around it. So when you think about who are you selling to, that's going to be your niche. Who is it that I'm talking to? What is their pain point? What's the problem that I'm solving? And so as I go through the planning process, you start with that high level. Here's the idea. Now let's dig a little deeper. And it's just like with coaching. You're constantly asking the why. Okay, why are we doing this? And who are we doing it for? Now we know who. Now we know we need to know why. Why are we doing this for them? That's going to give us the answer to where do we find them? 
because if we know why we're helping them, we know where to find them. Pricing is a big one. People get nervous around pricing. And I always tell people, who's your audience? Because your audience has a certain price bracket that they're going to pay. And I like to use the example of if you're looking to sell high-end designer handbags, then you're going to talk to high-end designer people. And it's okay. I think a lot of people want to cookie cutter everything and say, well, coaching should be this much money. But I say, who are you talking to? Because everybody has a different budget. Now, are there any specific tools or resources that you recommend to coaches to enhance the experience they have when they're creating that business plan? I know you've talked about your guide. What are some other tools or resources that you might suggest? So whatever it is that you want to do is go and research other people that are doing it. So for example, I do business plan coaching. So I go out and I research. I look on Amazon. I look for books. I look for YouTube videos. I've watched, I don't know how many YouTube videos about different people that do different business plan types. We're going to talk about this in the second half, but everybody's their own individual. There's no other person like me. So no matter how much I go out and research and find ways to do things with business planning, my spin on it is going to be different than anybody else's. So when you're starting out, it's okay to go and look at other people doing exactly what you want to do. Take what you want from it. And you can add that to your plan. And so just researching really is a big one. Now, we're going to keep this conversation going in part two of this episode. But as we wrap up this particular episode, what are some of the key takeaways that you'd like our listeners to remember when it comes to mapping out their business foundation? So the biggest thing I like to share is write something down. We have so many ideas as entrepreneurs and we have all these great things going on in our head. Until you write it down and you can visually see it, they're just ideas. But either pen to paper or keyboard to computer, write it down because you can go back and reread it and you're going to get more clarity. My top tip is to write down your ideas, put them on paper. And then the second thing is just start. Don't wait. Nothing is perfect. We're always changing and evolving. And I know, Melinda, you can say this because you started just you. And now your business is completely something different than what you probably thought it would be. Mine is, and it's continuing to be. And the other thing I would add on to what you say, definitely write it down and save it. I go back, I've got my binders in my closet and old plans and old budgets. And I'm like, oh my gosh, 19 years ago, this is where we were. And It's just incredible. So write it down and save it. As you create the success in the years to come, it's an incredible experience to revisit the journey to see just how far you've come, what you persevered, what you've created out of thin air. And uh, it's just really an awesome way to honor the journey as well. Yeah. So let's summarize a few things that we've talked about in part one. First of all, what we talked about, hope is not a strategy. The core part of the business plan That's really where your passion, understanding what you're great at, what you love, what lights you up, where that intersects the urgent needs and challenges that the people you love serving have. We talked about how the masculine side of business, what we're talking about in this episode, is really about the systems, the structures, the strategies. I love how you shared your building a home analogy and talking about the doing. It's the blueprints, creating the blueprints, making the decisions that's the structure So that when we get into the next part of the episode in the feminine, it's about how do we live that vision? We talked about how your business plan is really a vision. 
writing down what you want your business to look like with no money or time or life limitations. Like really, what do you want it to look like? We got into some of the mistakes. We talked about the employee mindset being a mistake. You talked about doing unnecessary things and the bright, shiny object. You gave us some really key points for what makes a simplified business plan. The business concept, the marketing, the operations and processes, the management team, the financials. We talked about how you can have a board of directors when it's just you and only you. We talked about how do you break down the processes into manageable steps and got into some of the tools and resources and how research can be one of our greatest resources that we can leverage when we're just getting started. And I love the key takeaways that you shared. Write the ideas down, pen to paper, keyboard to computer, whatever it is, write something down and just start. Susie, for this part of our conversation, do you have any parting words? No, this has been so beautiful. I love that you and I are both passionate about this. It's hard for me to find people that get excited about business planning. I got to tell you. (laughs) It's been a pleasure. And this is just part one. So thank you for listening to this episode of Just Between Coaches and also a great big thank you to Susie Rains for this incredible conversation. You can find out more about her at suzyrains.com. That's Susie, S-U-Z-Y, Rains, W-R-A-I-N-E-S.com. And in the show notes, you'll find the links to her resources, a workbook, Starting a Business Simplified, and to her podcast as well. And make sure you listen to the second part on this topic that will air in two weeks. We're taking a fascinating turn as we explore the connection between energy and business success. Susie, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to part two. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. Just Between Coaches is part of the Mayor CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as To Lead as Human and Blowing Up. Mishi Lance produced this episode. I wrote this episode together with her. Cynthia Lamb is our supervising producer, and Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production was by Post Office Sound. If you want to listen to upcoming and previous great episodes on Just Between Coaches, please follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might be listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you and see you next time. Miracy. And so the tailor, having gathered together the beautiful scraps, began to sew. He stitched and he sewed and he sewed and he stitched. And by the morning time, he had made himself a beautiful coat. Now, when he wore his coat into the market, everyone admired it so much that the tailor decided to wear the new coat everywhere. And that's what he did. He wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out. Or was it? In each episode of Once Upon a Business, Lisa shares a fairy folk or traditional tale and then extracts rich business lessons that are applicable for entrepreneurs, coaches, and course creators. Stories always take us on a journey from one place to the next. Sometimes this journey is literal, sometimes it's metaphorical, but always we find ourselves transformed. 
This story, The Tailor's Coat, originating from Europe, takes us through a literal transformation of the pieces of cloth and yet somehow teaches a powerful lesson. It does speak to a common entrepreneurial journey. Many of us start out working for someone else and give them everything we've got. Perhaps the tailor finally deciding to make something for himself is similar to the entrepreneurial desire to begin to create a business for ourselves. We take the scraps, the skills that we've developed, the experience that we've gained, and we launch our own business. I think it's an incredibly important skill for an entrepreneur, for anybody running a business, to be able to know that creating something out of nothing is always possible. And it's often the way forward because it's out of the scraps of what's been done before. It's out of almost the missing pieces that are not quite there that we can actually bring our creativity and bring our determination and bring our vision to create something really wonderful, really brand new and really beautiful. And then we can walk around the town with it. You know, we can be proud, we can step out and we can wear it until it's almost worn out, but not quite. To hear more of Lisa's stories and learn the deep lessons they carry, make sure you subscribe to Once Upon a Business wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you every other week with a brand new episode.